You're listening to the Just Giants Podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I am your host, the Football Grump, and with me at long last is the Cranky Fan. It's been a while. How are you, Cranky Fan? Grump, I've been talking a while, buddy. What's going on? It's uh, Last time I talked to you, uh, I had a playoff beard. I had a team in the Stanley Cup Finals, and as you can see, no more beard, no more hockey, nothing. No more, No more smile. No more smile. So uh, <laughs> we're in the, the dog days of summer for everything. But uh, never a dog day talking to you, Grump, and never a dog day talking about our beloved New York football giants. No, once you get used to the fact that it's always dog days for the giants, it <laughs> doesn't feel like the dog days anymore. Get excited for things all over again. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Um, I've, I have a very uneven uh, tan that's sort of happening, and I'm seeing now on my face is worse than I thought. Uh, as I was wearing sunglasses, so that's that. That's why that looks like that. Well, you are the master of the tank top, so uh, you know. I am. Well, my my arms are great. My arms and shoulders are nice and tan. Uh, my face, though, it, this, uh, it's, you know, it's always been shoulder, a problem. This shoulder is about a month away from surgery because it's been hurting for months. I've been going to physical therapy. It's not working. So as soon as I get my MRI results, I get the okay. I'll be going under the knife. So. Now, see, that plays into my hand because I don't think that you're going to get surgery before the boat trip. Oh, no. It's going to definitely be in, uh, in August. So, yeah. yeah, see, yeah, that's, that's going to affect your, your, your fish I, catching ability. I am a friggin' mess to, in all sorts of physical ways but, and mental as well. But uh, what, uh, what Grump's referring to is, um, you know, some of you may or may not know, we are actually related. We are cousins. And we have a big family fishing trip every year, and it's always high stakes, lots of gambling, lots of pools, lots of money exchanged. And, uh, you know, by the time – no, it will not happen by the time you listen to this or watch this. So uh, the shit-talking will start – It, it will come – yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can follow us along on Twitter at football underscore grumpin. The cranky fan to hear this because, you know, I'm sure it's on top of everybody's excitement list is who catches more fish. It really pisses me off because before this show happened, I'm pretty sure I caught more fish than you every single year. And as soon as we started a show, I just stopped being able to catch fish. And you have just absolutely – you have started off so poorly every year where you had nothing until like the final stop and then you just completely outpaced me. Hey, fishing, first of all, it's called fishing and not catching. And second of all, it's a sprint, not a marathon. You know, I don't care what you do at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's at 1230. That's what that's what happens. It's of a sprint, not a marathon. Yeah. Isn't it the other way around? Actually, you're right. <laughs> that's why. I don't know. Look, guys, it's the middle of summer. We're uh, yeah. We're all delirious. We all need something to do with our time. So. And and what better way to spend our summer than doing what we do every summer, and that's doing our season predictions. This year, we're going to split it in half, and the reason is pretty simple. Um, and what neither, exactly are we doing, Grump? 
Oh, oh, so we 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 go through the schedule and we give our predictions on how the game game will play out as of today, like July. So assuming fully healthy rosters as best we can and just logistically speaking and it's just kind of a for fun thing, but we predict a win or a loss and then we mark it in pen or pencil based on our confidence in that answer. Um, and it's That's it's correct. kind of it's just kind of a for fun thing and we like to to look back at it later on in the year when we're like, man, what Which- were we thinking? This year, we're actually going to do that, which every year we make these wild predictions and we just forget about them. But this year, I am actually going to write them down on this piece of paper. There and it I is. And I will refer to it throughout the year. And as we Well, do the, this- the reason we haven't done it is because we were so shocked at how bad they were the last <laughs> – it, it was just like we, – we had – we're just like it's not – how many games they were losing it was just like literally the product in the field where it's like we have more important shit to talk about like we didn't predict them to be this bad you know what i mean so it's like it wasn't even worth revisiting but this year is a little different we used to do this in like three or four episodes and really dive into like thoughts on like roster matchups and stuff let's be honest uh, we don't think the giants are going to the playoffs this year it's not really a reason to go super in depth and this is just a for fun thing anyway so i'm just kind of looking at things in a basic level and it's just this is a little bit more for fun yeah, and the way we do this is, you know, when we say pen and pencil, it's like our confidence that we are going to win or lose. Not, It's not in pen means we're going to win by 45 or lose by 45. It's just, are we going to win this game or lose this game? I'm confident we're winning this one. I'm confident right. we're losing it. It's no indication of margin of victory or anything like that. So, It's basically, if you're not sure of something and you're wondering if it's the less analytical or the more analytical version of what you're thinking, just err on the side of less. This is not... This is fun, and uh, what better fun well, way? Well, to... <laughs> depends on how this plays out. This may not be. This might bring oh. tears more than fun. Nah, I'm not crying. Um, <laughs> uh, the first game of the season, Week One, September 11th at Tennessee, um, in Nashville. I have this as a loss in pencil, but this is always the hardest, no matter what the matchup is. Before training camp, this is the hardest game to predict. I have no idea what the state of the offense or defense is going to be. I have this as a loss in pen, unfortunately. Um, if this game was at home, I might be definitely a loss in pencil, possibly a win in pencil. But to me, there's a lot of moving parts that we're unsure about. You know, we're unsure. You know, A, we haven't seen this coaching staff during a training camp and preseason schedule. Are they going to treat this like the previous regime or the trend of the NFL where they're just going to use opening week as the fourth preseason game or are they really going to you know play the the regulars a lot in preseason so they're ready to play in, in week one i mean this could be a steaming pile week one of a team it's just not ready to play we don't know how they they operate yet so uh going on the road uh i it's just too many uncertainties for me and if this was a better team with a better core and a better roster coming in i'd be more confident I am in show me mode. I'm putting this as a loss in pencil. So you have a loss in pencil, not pen. That's correct. Okay. So the way I I'm I agree with you 100%. And that's the biggest thing and that's what makes week 1 the hardest, right? Like I, I don't I don't know if the defense is ahead of the offense. This is two new coaches with two new systems. It's a lot. Um ignoring all of that though, just looking at like assuming that Everything is normal. So let's say it's the middle of the middle of the season. Um, the way I look at this, Tennessee, right? Um, so they have 
They have a very good secondary, and they have a pretty darn good linebacker group, but they're kind of weak up front on defense. Um, so there's that. And a lot of this season is going to be predicated on whether or not the Giants are able to score points um, because that has been their problem for a while now. Uh, I would say probably dating back to like 2015 or 14. Yeah, it's a long um, time in the NFL. It's a, I mean, I had to think really hard about what 2015 was. Um, on the flip side of things, though, Tennessee doesn't really have much at wide receiver anymore. They traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles, and they don't really have a lot at the skill position on offense. So that said, I mean, you look at it, and you have Ryan Tannehill's been in the same system for a while with a good, solid coach, and it just they're more suited to win a slow game of attrition. I think this is a loss. But it comes down to what I think is more interesting question. Is a more athletic version of Ryan Tannehill like peak Daniel Jones? Hmm. Or do you think he's better than that at peak? If Daniel Jones is at peak, I think he's got a arm. Mm-hmm. You know, at least he's a little bigger. I think he could be a little more. Do you think he's even better running. than than? Yeah. Okay. I, I I think if you know, Ryan Tannehill is kind of segued into like a a crafty veteran at this point in his career right he's been around a while he's you know he's a a fit into a specific system where you don't need to have the great quarterback you need to have the game manager since you have a great running back uh uh well let me let me let me flip the question back to you if daniel jones can be ryan Tannehill at his beak are you is, is that enough for you out of your quarterback um it's enough yeah i i think it's enough that i don't see quarterback as a immediate need where it's just like i can build a a team that can win lots of games with this quarterback um i i think in between seasons i'm not throwing the idea out of upgrading that position at all so like it's one thing where it's like we're okay to roll with this guy because he we can win games with him you know whatever but he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Russell Wilson, you know, whatever. If if another one of those guys come, I'm absolutely taking him, regardless of any other holes. So, yeah, I would I would stick around with a guy who's as good as that if we had him and he was right. affordable and whatever. I mean, and it I all comes down to winning games, doesn't it? And I don't want to turn this into a Daniel Jones conversation, but you know, if Daniel Jones at the end of 2020, that at the end of 2022, is Ryan Tannehill? I mean, what kind of contract is he? gonna get oh i i don't know yeah i don't know it's like everybody assumes that you know now again this is assuming we're not going to franchise him if we kind of we cut a deal with daniel jones we decide we want to keep him you know a ryan Tannehill version of him is not going to cost as much you know and also i don't think he's gonna have that's true i don't think his value outside the building will be as high as the would it be inside the building either I'm bad at these things, too, because I, I, I want to say that in the only scenario in which Daniel Jones is here next year, he's on a franchise tag, no matter what. Unless he's just off the charts fantastic. And you and think that means that, that that they're able to negotiate a contract with him before tagging him? I think so. If he's off the charts, I don't think they're even... The only other way would be if they offer him extension before the end of the year. But I don't know why he would take it. 
unless it's fair. I would either take the franchise tag or I would try to, you know, negotiate before that franchise tag is slapped on him after the season's over. Yeah, and I just again, I, I don't see a way in which that happens. Like logistically, if he's off the charts good, no matter what, he's going to wind up on the franchise tag because he's not going to take it unless it's used or threatened. He's not going to take any other deal. That's not Unless what he considers like to be a, fair. You know, something ridiculous. A fair, con- yeah. Well, that's. Also, <laughs> charts, I don't even want to entertain that idea. Yeah, off the charts, Daniel Jones. I think also has to be coupled with off the charts Giants win loss record. Probably and off the charts Giants playoff appearance. So it's it, it, it all these for for that to, scenario to happen. A lot of things have to go unusually, unexpectedly correct. Right. And, you know, let's. Let's cross that bridge when we get to it. But sticking with Daniel Jones talk, week two, Sunday, September 18th at 1 o'clock at home against the New, the, North, the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, I don't know why I wanted to call them North Carolina for some reason at the time. I have this as a win in pencil because I hate Baker Mayfield, the new quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And sticking with the Daniel Jones talk, I think it's important that we remember that in an interview with, I think, GQ Magazine, Baker Mayfield criticized the Daniel Jones pick, and then he tried to clarify... Uh, he tried to walk it back later and then just didn't. He just said a bunch of words that just didn't actually absolve him what he said. Um, so if we win this game, I'm going to tweet every day for that week the exact quote that he said, which was something along the lines of, like, in, in regards to Daniel Jones and picking him, was, like, sometimes people overthink it and they forget that you just need to win games. Something like that. So that's what I'm going to do. I, I don't care about Baker Mayfield, uh, what he said or anything. He means nothing to me. He means something uh, to me because I think he's an asshole. I don't. I don't, I, I don't like him. Period. Like that's just. <laughs> he always come across as a smartass. I mean, uh, you know, going back to Oklahoma, like the, you know, the the horns down thing. I mean, that is, it's an act of war in college to do things like that, and it takes a lot of brass balls to do that. Um, you have to be really, really good to do that. I mean, winning is one thing. I don't know. Um, they're picking him up, you know, in the off season. Is he going to be ready to really know the offense and be 100% effective in week two? I probably not. This. I I thought about this one long and hard. I I'm going to say a win in pencil, but the faintest of pencils. Um, I. This is the type of game where I ended up looking silly, like I have false enthusiasm for a team, and it usually burns me. Um, but I think by week two, I think there'll be improvement from week one. Carolina's eh. I think they'll they'll squeak out a, a win. But again, it wouldn't shock me if they lost either. I have this as a win in pencil, uh, partially because I don't like Baker Mayfield, but also <laughs> um, just staying on the offensive side of the ball there for Carolina. They upgraded their offensive line. But otherwise, they're just kind of lacking shit all over the place. It's not really that exciting of an offense, Baker, Mayfield, or not. Um, and on defense, it's pretty solid. It's going to be hard to score points. But again, I, I'm I'm thinking along the lines that this, this offense will be a little bit more explosive, a little bit more exciting. And by that, I mean they don't have to be performing on all cylinders very well the entire it, game to score points. They might have I, an exciting play where they just – here and there, they, they score three touchdowns on a couple broken tackles or something, and they've got 21 fucking points already. It's a game they have to win at home. I agree with that. If this game's at, at Carolina, okay, well, a bad team will lose these games on the road. But when you're at home, home opener – it, you know, I think the fans will be excited. Obviously, it's the first home game, but I think you know, hopefully, momentum isn't kind of curtailed a little bit if they, if they lose the first week to, t- to Tennessee. But 
It's a game you gotta win because if we lose that, it's also game, it's also a week two thing. If you lose two games in a row at the very beginning of the season, most people are checked out already. Yeah, it's same old Giants, and you're gonna see the, you know, the Giants record in September in the last ten years is two in a billion, and mm-hmm. that whole narrative starts up again. And again, brand new coaching staff, clean slate. They're gonna get forgiveness, but. You just don't want that cycle to start over again. Though. Yeah, and it's like it's so disheartening after two weeks of what we waited for such a long time for to be checked out mentally. Right. So again, I'm saying it's a win in pencil because I need it. Damn it. <laughs> need it. Uh, I, I just think by week two, I think this team, this coaching staff. Again, I'm not gonna. I'm don't want to play winning the off season, but this coaching staff feels like they're more organized and have a plan and a system more in place than previous ones did of course we probably said the same thing about joe judge well uh, i don't think joe judge's problem was his planning i think it was just what the plan was i think he was very well prepared i just think he just wasn't running an offense that was designed to score lots of points and i think that's kind of where we're different now mm-hmm. I, we're just we're aiming to score points well, I think we also have the ability, I think, to score more points. We have having a much better offensive line than we did last year. Absolutely uh, true. Bottom line yeah. is, this is a game unless we are wretched and we're going to be the Anthony Richardson sweepstakes next year, we need to win. And I'm going to be an optimist and say we win this one in pencil. Week three, Monday, September 26th at 8.15 at home versus the Cowboys. I have this as a loss in pen, but I will say... Cowboys, I don't know what they're doing right now. You look at that offensive line, and it's starting to age a lot. Um, they're significantly less good on offense than they were like. They don't have Amari Cooper anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, firepower is still going to be too much for this giant secondary. So don't don't. I'm not I'm not hyping anything up, but I'm saying Cowboys are look like they might be on a little bit of a slide here. Um, they had no reason to not win. You know the last year but, so <laughs> yeah and unfortunately the giants aren't the parameter of a team that should be a super bowl no. contender or not um i'm basing this i have this as a loss in pen as well um and it's got nothing to do with the narrative about well they're horrible on prime time no i don't i that, that shit doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything it's silly it's it, it's it's lazy journalism Th- those are the silly things that you know it means nothing I mean, just because they're, they're wherever their record is in prime time in the last five years, we're talking about, you know, two quarterbacks and three coaching staffs and almost a complete flip of the roster. And, you know, it's like, you know, oh, OK, you know, the the Lions haven't won a Super Bowl ever. It's like, do you think the current Lions care about what happened in 1969 or 73? It means nothing. So the prime time thing is just, you know. A coincidental thing that happens year over year. I, I'm basing this loss in Penn is. They're just not as good as the Cowboys. And, you know, again, to your point, the Cowboys, you know, are they slipping? Are they are they the best team in the East? That that really doesn't matter in this matchup. They're better no, than No, it us. doesn't matter in this matchup. No, yeah. I'm just saying it as a – because they're a division rival. Um, you know, the other thing is that the, the Cowboys are still going to give this offensive line fits, right? You know, they, they, they went out, they got the edge rusher from Old Miss or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, Micah Parsons is still there. But – I don't expect it to resemble what happened last year. I mean, last year's offensive line was, first of all, colossally bad, but also not even what the plan was going into the season. I mean, there's so many guys retired and got hurt that they just, yeah. like week one, they're they're hiring talent to start. You know what I mean? So it's like, You're buying the I, don't th- I don't think we're seeing this, this 
25 sack season from Micah Parsons against the Giants this year. Um, I, it's still going to be a problem, but I cannot overstate what it means to have Evan Neal on the right side instead of Nate Solder or whoever else. You know, Matt Parrott. Name a name. This this offensive line is better this year than it was last year. Everywhere. Um, week four versus the Bears, Sunday, October 2nd. This one is also at home at 1 o'clock. I have this as a win in pen. It might be my only one. Um, I, you, this is probably the most evenly matched team, right, for the Giants? Unfortunately, yes. That yeah, is, well, it's, it's gross. It's an indictment on us right now more than anything. No, I, I think on paper they're, literally, they're, they're a worse team. On paper... In reality, I, I feel okay about actually making this prediction. Um, just knowing what I do know, obviously, I'm making it without knowing what this team looks like. But the right Bears now. defense now on paper is a shadow of a shadow of what was just a few years ago. Um, and the offense is ho-hum literally all over the place. Name, name, name a player on, the, on offense besides Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears without looking it up. Well, hold on. Uh, just go back to Justin Fields for a second. Right now, not... What we yeah. think is going to happen in five years. Right now, if you're starting a game week four, the 2022 season, do you rather have Justin Fields or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Not even close. Okay. Interesting. It's, it, it is a right now question. I have mm-hmm. seen more from Daniel Jones so far. Um, and, and I've also paid more attention to him. So I'm able to look past the team failures and not attribute mm-hmm. them directly to him, where I can't really do that with Justin Fields. But Fields barely was even on the field last year. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, Daniel Jones may not have earned a starting spot week three of his rookie year, but he didn't lose it when he started. That's true. So uh, right now, what you're saying, I, I'm answering that I'd rather have Daniel Jones. I could easily see a situation which come week four, I'm singing a different tune. But but can you name a, a, a player on the Bears offense not named Justin Fields? That's a skill position. Negative. It's tough, right? Yeah. David Montgomery, Byron Ping- Pringle was like their big wide receiver pickup. Not exactly they, household names. They drafted Valus Jones, who was like kind of more of a special teamer. I, dude, I I don't know. I, I would be really disappointed if they lost this game as of right now. I mean, maybe if when we're playing them, they're 3-0, and I'll change my mind. But I would well, be pretty my, disappointed if they lost this game. What my home. expectation and disappointment level is doesn't factor into what I think is going to happen. So No, I'm no, gonna, not at all. I'm going to put this as a giant win in pencil because, again, I don't think we're good enough to definitively think we're going to beat anybody in this league. That's fair. So as a little bit of a, a preview for the rest of this episode and part two of this, see this? See this pen? Now you don't. Now you don't. <laughs> yeah, this might be my only pen. Well, let me, let me, let me amend that. On the giant win by. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That will, uh, I may have to go back and pick that up in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, this team, again, at week four of the beginning of this uh, new coaching regime, I don't think they're good enough to beat anybody to say with, you know, in pen confidence. So I will. But how, so having said that, Again, at home, um, I, I think it's a little bit of a short rest, the Monday night game before. Um, but I think they're um, I think they're good enough to beat Chicago. So I, I think they'll win this game in, in pencil. Week 5, Sunday, October 9th at 9.30 Eastern. 
They will be in London playing as the visiting team against the Green Bay Packers. I have this as a loss in stone. It's Aaron Rodgers, so apologies to UK Giants fans or just abroad Giants fans. I, I, come on. I don't, it's not even what the Packers are. I just think that... It's what we're not. This, this defense is not able to stop a quarterback like Rodgers who can throw even the dumbest wide receiver open. They're just not good enough for that. So it is what it is. So the highlights of this are, most importantly, Grump and I and our significant others will be going to London for this uh, matchup. Correct. I'll get to see Spurs' new stadium as a, a Tottenham guy. I'm excited about that. Uh, uh, we, will have, we will have high tea while we're there. We will have Guinness while we're there. You can, you can have all the spotted dick you want. <laughs> That's my little uh, my little treat for you, Grump. But uh, oh, thank, thanks yeah, so much, wonderful. bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as far as a football game, though, I think you know. Okay, let's let's be. We are not in the same universe as Green Bay. Um, let me ask you something, though, Grump. Do you, do you think there's a better shot at pulling off an upset at the games in London than it would be in Green Bay? A hundred percent. Yeah. So. I mean, it just it just ruins the playing field. It makes it. it it's it's. <laughs> equally unfair for all parties involved pretty much so it's just i think that's as even as you're going to get it uh if they had to travel to wisconsin i know it's only october 9th but it's just the fact that they are playing it will feel very cold october 9th in very Uh, north wisconsin that it does not feel in new york i can guarantee you that last time the giants or it might have been the last time when they played there in 2016 it was a sunday night game same weekend it mm. was early october and it was uh you know it wasn't heavy jacket weather but it was definitely jacket weather yeah it's it's one of those things where it's you know winter is coming in this area and you still got time it's already winter there by that time you know what i mean so it's it's a significant thing and, and i know weather is whatever and they should be able to play in the cold i'm just saying if both teams are flying to london it, it evens the playing field anyway week six sunday october 16th one o'clock at home versus the baltimore ravens I, this is a loss but only in pencil um and i think a lot of that comes down to uh how much does wink martindale know how to slow down their offense and if he does know enough that he can schematically play it to our advantage, you know, Lamar Jackson, I have a lot of respect for, but if he, if, if Wink Martindale, if anybody knows a weakness that Lamar Jackson has and how to exploit it, it might be Wink Martindale. So I think that evens a little bit, but again, still well, not even remotely in the Wink, same. Wink Martindale's weaknesses, it's the Ravens. So. Yeah, but that, but that's a, that's a, it's different because you don't know the personnel. You know what I mean? Like you don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, by by week six, yeah, they might have a good handle of how we're doing things, but um, it's not the same as like when you have an Odell Beckham, you can make your system work away where Odell Beckham is the feature. The same way, I guess, if you had like a Micah Parsons, you might run your defense differently than if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, versus Wink Martindale just knowing the system and knowing the quarterback is, I think, a bigger advantage. But I still have this as a loss in pencil. I mean, discipline and speed, I think, are fairly lacking on our defense. Giants just don't have discipline, probably, I don't think. A lot of young guys. Um, and they, they're not a lot of fast guys. Uh, and that plays right into Lamar Jackson's hand because it's all discipline and speed. And it's about being in the right place 
without having a false step that you will not be able to recover from. So I have this as a loss in pencil with the ambiguity with Wink Martindale. I have this as a loss in pen. I think the advantage, you know, as much as the, you know, the Wink Martindale factor is the fact that they're better. (laughs) 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 It's very pure and simple. I I just, uh, this is going to be one of those frustrating games. This might be Mm. the first one where I feel the fan base starts to get a little grumpy, you know, and that's my job. Exactly. Uh, you know, you lose the first game, you know, you, you're coming off of uh, the Green Bay game. When you come back home, you lose that game, and it's like, oh, boy. You know, and then, then you start to feel a little internal pressure because you got a couple of easy teams to play, granted, on the road, but it's like, uh-oh, you know, the season's ending right now pretty much. Like the It's running really short for any hope for things. So. Yeah. I again I just don't think we're in the same class as Baltimore unfortunately nope. I have this as another loss in pen week seven Sunday October 23rd at one o'clock unfortunately this isn't like a December or January game but at Jacksonville Jaguars I have this one as a win in pencil um, but I, I think this is gonna be tough and I'm mainly saying that because and I I always thought he was like a good dude and I, I defended him even though he's not that good. But Evan Ingram talking shit to Giants fans on social media. Sorry, man. This is going to have to be a win in pencil for me, dog. Um, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, the Giants should be able to score points in this game. I think they have very little for a secondary, only a hint of a pass rush, not a lot of talent anywhere else on defense. And I think on offense, they have the skill position stuff and they have Trevor Lawrence, but... It's. I have no idea what their offense is going to look like now. Urban Meyer's not there, and I don't know anything. But this is the game. There's always one away game and one home game. We have no business losing every year, and this just reeks of that game we're going to lose on the road. Uh, I don't want to put it as a loss in pen because Jacksonville's bad, but I just it just feels like a game where. We have no business losing it. And I think this is kind of where the season really starts to fall apart. And again, not falling apart like last year. Last year was historic. You know, it led to a downfall of a coach. And but a lot of a lot of factors. I mean, just, okay, we're done really worrying about this year. And now we're thinking about development of this team, looking at a bigger picture. Uh, we have no business losing to a team like Jacksonville. I don't think we're as bad as Jacksonville. We are one of the lower rung teams in the league, but Jacksonville, until they show anything, you know, they are one of the worst teams. But it just just feels like that game. We're gonna go down there. It's gonna be low scoring. I think they're gonna hang around. We're gonna make mistakes, and we're just gonna lose. And they're gonna catch holy hell. October twenty third. Also, sorry Yankee fans. I got a feeling you guys are gonna be knocked out of the playoffs relatively early, and this is gonna be the first real attention. The full attention that the New York sports fan really puts on football. Again, you know, the the NFL is king, but in New York, baseball playoffs might be king. And while, you know, there's a lot of giant fans, if you listen to this show, you're locked in all the time. But the first time I think full attention by everybody would be this week. And also this means that the Mets are long gone too. So, Uh, but this would be a bad loss at a bad time, and you know their their season could be teetering on irrelevancy with this loss. So I don't want it, this to happen, but I feel like this is kind of a loss. And I'm going to say pencil would be pen if it was a slightly better team. They could lose this game. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't think that's like absurd. Um, and I, I think you might be right in terms of bad timing for a bad loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, what happens? Then what happens this week before we even get to the next game is that's when the first time you hear uh, the honeymoon's officially over. Not mm. fire Dable, but like this is the first time you're going to hear him say some stronger comments in the media after the loss. You might hear, you know, we're going to start to see what his real character is like. And I don't mean that as like he's a bad guy or good guy, but like how does this guy respond to pressure and how does he respond to adversity? And I think he might say something that might be, you know, interesting enough. So leading into next week, the results might be different than you might think it might be. So I have this flipped, I think, from what you have. Uh, week 8, Sunday, October 30th at 425, the Giants will be flying the other side of the country at Seattle to play the Seahawks. I have this as the bad loss in pencil. Um, and I say bad loss because, for starters, I don't know who the hell Seattle's quarterback is. Gonna, is it going to be Geno Smith? Or Drew, Drew Locke? Locke? You I mean, so do we know? Drew Locke. Do we know, though? Well, by week... We'll know by but we will know by then. But like I don't know right now who that's. Well, who knows? Be. I mean, by that point, we could have one shitty quarterback being replaced by an equally shitty quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Either way, it's a piece of shit. And going but into yeah, this yeah, season, you're rearranging, you know, deck chairs on the Titanic at this point. Yeah, going into this season, this is probably the ugliest Seattle offense I've seen in years. I mean, they have they have ho hum wide receivers. It might be the worst one I can ever remember because even go back to the expansion years. I mean, they always had a, you know. Going nah, those Tavares Jackson years were pretty guys. bad. Had somebody. Nah, Tavares Jackson years were pretty bad. Those were bad years. And the Giants still managed to lose, I think, one yeah, year yeah. Tavares Jackson. Yeah. Um But yeah, I agree. I mean, and this this might be the worst roster Pete Carroll's ever coached. That at the yeah. NFL level? That I, I could say that. Sure. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not real familiar of his New England years, but definitely his worst roster at Seattle. Um but I have this as a loss because I just think I think the trip is going to be bad. I think they're going to, I don't know. I think they're going to. I think this is the bad loss. I think this is the bad one, and I think the trip plays into it. Um, but there is no reason they should lose this game. They should win this game, especially if they think they're on the upswing the way we do, and where see, I, we're trending in this, the right direction. And I have this as a win in pencil. I think this mm. is the rebound week. I think this is. You know, after hearing all the the negativity and the noise in the system and all the, you know, same old giants, you know, blah blah blah. Maybe a, if not a meltdown by the coach, but something, some sort of statement. The, we've been following this league long enough to know just when you expect something isn't going to happen, the opposite happens, and I think it happens this week. I think, uh, you know, a. a, a big core of this team was in Seattle the last time when they won up there uh, I think they get it done I, I, I think it's a, the Seattle team again without a quarterback could be a potential real mess I mean their season could be spiring out of control at this point I'm going to be a little optimistic here and put this as a win in pencil there you have it week 9 is the bye week so that is the perfect week for us to stop and split the season perfectly in half to do 8 games and 8 games for the 16 game season just kidding not anymore it's gonna be a pain in the ass again um but before we end this you have a small announcement why don't you tell us all about it i do so if you follow me on twitter at the cranky fan you know that besides being a diehard giant fan 
and also a Nick fan for all of you guys. You know, we're on the same team, but you may have noticed this pesky uh, annoyance of mine that I am also a Tampa Bay Rays fan and a Tampa Bay Lightning fan as I am watching the Rays potentially yak up a big lead to Boston right now. But besides the point, you guys probably don't want to hear about my Rays rantings and my Florida Gator rantings or anything. So by the time this show comes out, I will have launched my solo podcast, the Cranky Fan Podcast. I'm not going anywhere. Grump and I will still be doing Just Giants as always, but it gives me an outlet to talk about things that you people don't care about. So if you are still interested in what I say outside the Giants world, um, just keep following me at the Cranky Fan, and I'll have the link up for um, where that is posted. It'll be a podcast and YouTube show. Uh, Grump will be on there quite a bit, you know, but not talking Giants. We'll be, uh, you know, discussing all the things we talk about off air that we're like, this would be great, but no one cares for a Giants show. Um, I'll have, you know, lots of our friends that we have, you know, you know, people that have been on our show before, but talking in a non-giant capacity, talking about other things. I'll have some Rays and Yankee conversations and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. It gives me just another outlet to talk about things that, uh, I need to get off my chest and you people don't care about. So if you, you know, once I, uh, you know, tweet out the links and everything, give me a, a follow as a subscribe, a like, a rating, all that good stuff. I would appreciate it. So just a little, uh, little fun bits. You can have more of me, even if you want less of me. No, that's, that's super exciting though, because, um, you know, the Gator stuff on its own is, is, uh, voluminous. So, I don't know. It's it's all important, but it doesn't have to be in the Giants realm, and it can kind of just be its own thing. And you can be excited about Gators things instead of looking at it the way I look at it, which is like, you know, Anthony right. Richardson, you really sling at the NFL level and talk about it in a in right. a intellectual level. You get to be a fan and, and spill beer everywhere and have fun too. Um, and that honestly is the best way to enjoy college football. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys to, have all seen my my Twitter feed. You know, like you know. I have different groups of people who follow me. You know, it's a you know a lot of Giant fans do, but a lot of Gators do, and a lot of Rays fans do. And you guys know from April to October, I am probably infesting your feeds with the minutia of an eighth inning Rays Red Sox game where you guys just don't care. And I get that, and I appreciate you haven't unsubscribed to me, but this will give an opportunity for me to uh, talk about those things specifically. And I've linked up with a group uh, they're called FL Teams. They have a YouTube channel where they talk about all the different Florida teams. So if you want to hear about the Dolphins or the the Bucks, like I'm not talking about those shitty teams, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm not talking about the Heat. You know, there might be some Nick stuff that in there, but you know, just another outlet for if you like the two of us, you know, another opportunity to listen and uh, you know. We'll and there's there's no reason not to de- there's no reason to deprive fans of that sect of your life, my brain from from your good your good content. Um, and, and from a college football standpoint, you have a completely – you have a really, really good uh, – it just functions differently. And I, I don't understand it the way you do. Um, and you're, you're much better at it. Um, and people should listen to you before me about college football things. So, I am the college football fan. Grump is a college football uh, – Appreciator. <laughs> yeah. He, that's the uh, the basis for evaluation for – he's looking at everything from a recruiting standpoint. And uh, I can't, uh, I can't not – of course. 
Yeah, it's it's very difficult. I, I can't get wrapped up in a team that I don't have a real root in cheering for. I can pretend, but ultimately, hey, listen, if someone on the other team looks really good, I'm going to be excited. You're a Gator fan. Hey, you're a Gator I mean, fan. I am. I am. But I, it's, you're not a maniacal one like me. You know, you're not diehard. But I, I'd say if you know, pick a team that you like. I, I'd hope it'd be Florida, or else I'm oh, yeah. going to Jersey and beating the shit out of you. But uh, it's the only college team I have gear for. So, and I, I have go. several things. I've got a scarf. I've got a hat. I've got shirts. So. Only college team. I love it. So, yeah. So All just, right. Just keep following me at, at the Cranky Fan. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. Grump and I will be together, uh, you know, for a long time making this show bigger and better. And, and also be on the lookout for more exciting things that we will have planned when the, uh, when the fall starts. We've been brainstorming about some other different yeah. content things, uh, different than what other people are doing. Uh, complimenting, I would say. Not, you know, differentiating, yeah. but, you know always follow all the great giant shows that are out there they're all the goal is for all of us is to make giant fans the smartest fans in the nfl and i think the other you know other shows do a great job and we hope we help as well so yeah and and i was just gonna say yeah the 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 good news is not limited to just your own project there will be changes to this show as well that are exciting i i'm i'm really happy about um and they're upcoming they're still being ironed out but they are definitely happening so yeah all good news all around um, but the best news is that right now it's the middle of the summer and you guys should be enjoying it. I know we are. So uh, we will see you all next week for the second half of this. And our uh, well, our, our shit talking will be over by then, by the, the second half. We will already be, I guess, pummeling the other one in the dirt for we'll be, we'll uh, humiliating. We'll be fishing champ by then. We'll have a lot to talk about then. So Yeah. All right, everyone. We will see you next time. Go Giants. Go Giants.